It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of Locked On Oilers, a preview for the Oilers versus the Canucks, the three keys to victory, and the Edmonton Oilers Christmas list. All that and much more in today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers Podcast. I'm your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, we're going to have a little bit of a preview for the game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks as they face off tonight at 7 o'clock for the final game before Christmas. We will talk about that in just a second. But also on today's episode, the three keys to victory against the Vancouver Canucks as well. And to wrap up today's episode, just like a Christmas present, the Edmonton Oilers Christmas wish list for this year we have all that and much more on today's episode of locked on oilers thank you so much for making locked on oilers your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you find your podcast hey there sorry for the interruption this episode was actually filmed before Friday and before we have all of these updates so we do have a couple of lineup updates the first of which being Ryan McLeod will be making his return after a 13-game absence, so the Edmonton Oilers will have some new lines heading into the game against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. The lines look like this for the Edmonton Oilers as Zach Hyman will line up next to Connor McDavid and Yessa Pugliarvi. Warren Fogle will be alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto. Matthias Janmark, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins and Kleem Kostin stay on the third line and here is the change as the Oilers now finally have their full spine of the team back as Dylan Holloway will line up next to Ryan McLeod and Derek Ryan on the fourth line. The defense stays the same for the Oilers as Darnell Nurse and Cody Ceci will be the top pairing. Brett Kulak and Tyson Berry will line up in the second pairing and Marcus Niemelainen will be alongside Evan Bouchard in the third pairing. Stuart Skinner will get the start Start and goal for the Oilers. Now for the Vancouver Canucks in this episode, I do talk about uh, Elias Pettersson in a second, but it was shot before Elias Pettersson had a five-point game against the Seattle Kraken last night. He was starting off on the third line, according to Daily Faceoff. We shall see if that changes closer to puck drop against the Oilers. Either way, thank you so much for uh, bearing with me in this little uh, cutaway here. Enjoy the rest of the episode, and I hope you have a very happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Now... The Vancouver Canucks, on the other hand, coming off of a very interesting uh, couple of, well, basically week, really, as Elias Pettersson wasn't in the lineup earlier on in, in this week, as mentioned, uh, was in the lineup last night, and in a weird spot. Here's what the lines were, according to uh, uh, Daily Faceoff and some beat reporters as well, heading into that game last night. Ilya Mikheyev on the first line with Bo Horvat and Connor Garland. Dakota Joshua on the second line alongside JT Miller and Brock Besser. 
Lane Peterson on the third line alongside Elias Pettersson and Andre Kuzmenko, who's on the third line with Pettersson. Uh, Dry, Sheldon Dries alongside Niels Amon and Curtis Lazar make up the fourth line. Then the defensive pairings of Quinn Hughes and Luke Shen. Oliver ekman Larson on the second pairing alongside Tyler Myers, Riley Stillman, and Kyle Burrows make up the defense. Uh, we shall see who starts in net for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, probably, potentially, uh, Spencer Martin as well. I don't remember who did start last night for them there off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up, and that would take too much time. But either way, uh, we shall see who starts in net for them. I really want to point out, though, Dakota Joshua. Dakota Joshua has had a very good season for the Vancouver Canucks, especially all things considered. That's going on in Vancouver right now, but upgraded to the second line before the news that Elias Pettersson was going to be healthy for the game. He was on the third line, but he's a guy who can get physical, who can get into the heads of the opposition, go into the dirty areas of the, the, the ice and of the game, and really has brought a different element to the forward core for the Vancouver Canucks. So a guy to watch for the Canucks there, Dakota Joshua. And we shall see as well if this Elias Pettersson thing on the third line is a little bit more for show than anything, or maybe like the Oilers are doing right now, maybe these lines are just a whole facade, and we shall see a little later. What is Bruce cooking. Now, I do want to mention, uh, it sounds like Elias Pettersson is a little bit of a untouchable or an untouchable for the Vancouver Canucks as it sounds like everybody is basically available. I would change something though, especially considering Elias Pettersson is potentially starting on the third line heading into this game. How can he be an untouchable if you don't even see him as a top six player? My one untouchable for this team might be Quinn Hughes. I mean, this guy is fantastic. And you're going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, we're going to keep the third-line center. I don't think Elias Pettersson is a third-line center by any means. But the fact that he is playing there for a team who is struggling, very much struggling, is very odd. So we shall see what Vancouver configures against the Edmonton Oilers tonight at Rogers Place. As mentioned, a 7 o'clock puck drop at Rogers. But what are the three keys to victory for the Edmonton Oilers heading into this game against the lowly Vancouver Canucks? Well, we shall talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by the NHTSA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state. Even in the states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't think, don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time, change how you perceive time and speed. 
So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by the NHTSA. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen today. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. All righty, let's go into the three uh, biggest keys for the Edmonton Oilers heading into this game against the Vancouver Canucks. There are three very obvious ones here for the Edmonton Oilers, but, well, two of them very obvious ones. The other one is something that we've been seeing from the Edmonton Oilers more recently than not, especially against the Dallas Stars. But either way, the first key to victory against the Vancouver Canucks is score first. Yes, you always hear. The first goal is so important. The first goal, this. The Oilers don't get the first goal, this, that, and the other thing. But when you're playing the Vancouver Canucks... That means just a little bit more. As uh, the Edmonton Oilers so far this year, when scoring first, they are 10-4-1 when scoring first uh, so far this year. And when trailing first, the Edmonton Oilers are 8-10-1. So a little bit of a difference there, but under 500 obviously did get a point while trailing after uh, or trailing first uh, when allowing the first goal. But then you take a look at the Vancouver Canucks. When the Vancouver Canucks score get scored on first, or excuse me, when the Vancouver Canucks score first, they are 8-4-2. And, and then when they get scored on first, they are 5-11-1. and 5-11-1. That is a major discrepancy. And if the Oilers can score first, they, the Vancouver Canucks, obviously, literally and figuratively, will be playing from behind. The biggest thing for the Edmonton Oilers is making sure they can get into a rhythm. That is the biggest thing for the Oilers. If they can start getting into a rhythm and playing their game, it spells trouble for the opposition. So if the Edmonton Oilers can score first against Vancouver, get them playing from behind from the start, get the Edmonton Oilers into a little bit of a rhythm... Could spell trouble for the Canucks. Now the second key 
for the Vancouver Canucks, or for the Edmonton Oilers, excuse me, over the Vancouver Canucks, is hammer the pedal. We say this all the time. You got to score first, and then keep your foot to the pedal. But even more important when you're facing the Vancouver Canucks, as the Edmonton Oilers, after, when leading after one, are 6-1-0. and oh. Yes, 6-1-0. and oh. I've only lost one time in regulation when leading after 20 minutes. Then, when leading after 40 minutes, the Edmonton Oilers are 10-1-0. and oh. And then, while trailing after one period, the Edmonton Oilers are 6-7-0. and oh. So the lead is very important for the Oilers. The fact that the Edmonton Oilers are 10-1-1, 10-1-1 when leading after 40 minutes is massive. Massive. The Edmonton Oilers need to, as soon as they score that first goal, we got to score the second goal. We got to score the third goal. Got to score the fourth goal. That has to be the mentality for the Edmonton Oilers against the Vancouver Canucks. Because on the flip side for the Vancouver Canucks, when the Vancouver Canucks are trailing after 20 minutes, they are 4-8-0. and oh. And then when trailing after 40 minutes, it, 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 you may as well just drown the duck. It is 3-11-0 for Vancouver when they are trailing after 40 minutes. They have nearly 0% chance to win a game when they are down uh, heading into the third period. And the Edmonton Oilers, especially recently, have been able to string together a couple of very, as the Edmonton Oilers love to say their little buzzwords, mature third period. So if the Edmonton Oilers can go into the third period with a lead, 10-1-0, 10 10 1 and 1, excuse me, and the Vancouver Canucks 3 11 and 0 when trailing after 40 minutes. So, the second key for victory for the Edmonton Oilers is hammer the pedal. The third key and final key for the Edmonton Oilers to win over the Vancouver Canucks is depth scoring. Yes, depth scoring. I, I didn't mention anything about the defense for the Oilers. Is If they are able to, to, to do these things when it comes to scoring, that is all that matters. The Vancouver Canucks will have no chance to come back in the game. They have no worries about their offensive game, but only if they do these things. The depth scoring has been massive for the Oilers, and we talked about it just the other day. Well, yesterday, when the Oilers get two goals, Two goals from anybody not named Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. The Edmonton Oilers win that hockey game. Look at what happened in Dallas. Two goals from Matthias Janmark himself. Just, just by himself. Then Clean Costin got an assist. Didn't get a goal, but two assists in that one. Depth scoring there. Ryan Nugent Hopkins getting another goal on the season. Uh, Zach Hyman getting a goal as well in that one. And Warren Fogle. I didn't even mention Warren Fogle. The Edmonton Oilers need to get scoring from anybody not named 27 or 90, uh, uh, 29 or 97, excuse me. If they get a goal from Brett Kulak, that'd be fantastic too. But the Edmonton Oilers need depth scoring and they need at least two goals from someone not named Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So... To wrap up and, and summarize the three keys to victory for the Edmonton Oilers over the Vancouver Canucks tonight, the first thing, score 
first. The Edmonton Oilers are 10-4-1 while scoring first so far this year. And the Vancouver Canucks are 5-11-1 when trailing first so far this year. The second key to victory for the Edmonton Oilers over the Vancouver Canucks is hammer the pedal. The Edmonton Oilers are 10-1-1 when leading after 40 minutes. And the Vancouver Canucks are uh, 3-11-0 when trailing after 40 minutes. So a little bit of a discrepancy there. And the Edmonton Oilers need to take advantage. And of course, depth scoring. Get at least two goals from anybody not named Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers will go on to win against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Either way, let's move into, it's the holiday season, let's have a little bit of fun, as uh, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, I can't believe tomorrow's Christmas Eve, Sunday is Christmas Day, of course, so... What are the Edmonton Oilers hoping hoping to open on Christmas Day? Well, we got three wish list uh, wish list uh, events, three wish list things, three things on the Edmonton Oilers wish list uh, that the Oilers hope to open this year. We will talk about that in just a second. But I want to thank you again for making Locked On Oilers your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen with Peter Peter Bukowski. Excuse me, sorry, Peter didn't mean to say Peter. Peter Bukowski, who brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world. In 20 minutes, yes, 20 minutes, get analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out Transaction Eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. Alrighty, let's get into the festive spirit as mentioned as the Edmonton Oilers have three Christmas wish list, three Christmas wishes. I keep trying to say wish list or trying to push wish list in there. Three Christmas wishes for the Edmonton Oilers that hopefully... They can get at some point this year, but they're going to make the wish on Christmas and hopefully they can open it either way. The first one is get a top quality shut down defenseman. I'm talking Jacob Chikrin. I'm talking Vladislav Gavrikov. I'm talking Joel Edmondson. I'm talking potentially even John Klingberg. I know I, I've been very hasty on uh, 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 Joel Edmondson, not the biggest fan of Joel Edmondson, especially for the rumored price for Joel Edmondson. But if you can get him for the right price, that's fine with me. It, it, it truly is fine with me, but it's got to be the right price. John Klingberg, mm, 
Big body, veteran, can score, can do a lot of things in his own end. Hasn't been having a fantastic season in Anaheim so far. But we shall see. A move can always help everybody there and is in a relatively affordable contract depending on the return as well. But the big two is, of course, Jacob Chikrin and Vladislav Gavrikov. Now the second wish for the Edmonton Oilers for this uh, for Christmas this year is a bottom six or a top nine uh, grit and grind forward. So that is a guy who can go out there, grind out some important shifts for you, maybe pot in a couple of goals here and there, but really add some sort of sandpaper to the Edmonton Oilers lineup, especially in their forward core. So I'm talking guys like Chicago Sam Lafferty. Um, Maybe Frankie Vetrano as well, maybe a name the Edmonton Oilers can take a look at. Noel Achari has been a name the Edmonton Oilers have reportedly been looking at as well, having a very solid season so far for St. Louis. Uh, then Zach McEwen, I've always been a big Zach McEwen guy, a guy who can go out there, fight, uh, throw a couple hands, just really be a, a demeaning force on that uh, ice for the Edmonton Oilers. And I added Nick Delorier. I know he signed a deal this summer, and, and it's a pretty decent deal. He was a free agent, went to Philadelphia, but it's still Philadelphia. No one is safe in Philadelphia right now even Kevin Hayes. So, uh, yes, I am going to add Nick Delorier to that as well. Just the Edmonton Oilers need to find some grit and grime and make it difficult, even more difficult to play against them. Yes, Clem Costin is doing that right now, but he doesn't drop the gloves really unless he absolutely has to. We want a guy who's going to drop the gloves whenever he, he wants to. Not when he needs to, but when he wants to. Look at what's going on with Ryan Reeves in Minnesota, and the Edmonton Oilers were really into Ryan Reeves for a little bit, while well, tried to get Ryan Reeves right until the end of it, but look at what he's doing in Minnesota, he's a great team guy, he's a great guy to have in the lineup, and a great guy to have in the dressing room, and everybody likes him because he will go out there and fight to win, shout out U.S. soccer fans for that one, but he will go out there and protect your best players. And that is what the Edmonton Oilers need. Especially seeing how often Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Zach Hyman, they've all been bullied at some point in this season. And it's not like they're going to drop the gloves. And then once Darnell Nurse drops the gloves, everyone goes, oh, great, Darnell Nurse. Look, we're losing him for five minutes. And then if Darnell Nurse doesn't drop the gloves, you go, oh, Darnell Nurse. Look, he's not fighting. Now look at him. He's, he's a wussy. We got to stop with this discourse here. Yes, I'm calling out certain Oilers fans as well. But you got to find some sort of grit and protection for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And finally, the third wish for the Edmonton Oilers for this Christmas is to find Jack Campbell's form. The Edmonton Oilers signed Jack Campbell to a 5 by 5 deal for a reason. And there were other teams around the league trying to get Jack Campbell for a reason. I don't care what you say. Trust me, I don't care what you say when it comes to, oh, the Edmonton Oilers signed Jack Campbell for $5 million? That's the most expensive backup I've ever heard. Shut up, bro. Shut up. Tell me you don't know the NHL market without telling me you don't know the NHL market. Look at what Darcy Kemper got. And the guy is practically blind in one eye. 
The exact same thing that happened to Darcy Kemper ended Chris Pronger's career. Shut up. Shut up. That is how much you need to pay for a goaltender, especially in a competitive market for goaltenders on the year. How many goaltenders made a move? The reigning Stanley Cup champions moved on from their goaltender and got another goaltender. And he is going in there. And a guy who had a sub 900 save percentage last year is now having one of the best seasons in the NHL. You just don't know. But Jack Campbell, at times last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs, was the best goaltender in the league. Going into last year, he was a Vesna Trophy candidate. And even going into this year, he was a Vesna Trophy favorite as well. So, people, we don't just start throwing these out there for people on the internet to go, Oh, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about because you've never watched three Toronto Maple Leafs games. And that's fine. You're not here to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. But... You got to learn some patience. And there's a reason, as mentioned, that Jack Campbell got this contract. And it's because Jack Campbell is good. There's a lot of pressure on Jack Campbell. He, again, he has that big contract. He has idiots like those people on the internet going, he can't play hockey. I've never been on skates before, but he can't play hockey. Stop it. Get some help. Jack Campbell is a very good goaltender. He needs to find his form. He's finding confidence. He had a very good game against the Nashville Predators. He did. You can't you can blame him on a couple of the goals, but especially the game-winning goal, you can't blame him on that one, and he kept the Edmonton Oilers in that game against the Nashville Predators right till the end made the biggest saves of the game made was very calm in the net yes he allowed goals he he turned around took a sip of his water threw the uh, drips into the air followed one of the drips got ready turned around and was ready for the next puck drop tapped his defenseman on the way going hey my bad or hey good job he is a good goaltender who brings a very different energy for the Edmonton Oilers, and you need to have some patience with Jack Campbell. Five years. Five years. Tell me what you're doing in five years. I'll wait. Oh, you don't know? Exactly. Give him some time. So the three wishes, Christmas wishes for the Edmonton Oilers this year. Number one, find a top quality shutdown defenseman. I'm hoping it's Jacob Chikrin. Even Vladislav Gavrikov will do for me as well. But either way, find somebody who can shut down the best players on the opposition. The second wish, the second wish on the list, that was what I was looking for, everybody. The second wish on the list for the Edmonton Oilers Christmas is a bottom six grit and grind. Whether that's Sam Lafferty, heck, I'll toss in Max uh, Domi as well, who it won't be a bottom six guy for the Oilers or many teams at all in the NHL, but a top nine guy, a guy who can play on the third line, give you third line minutes, whatever. Uh, Frankie Vitrano, Nolachari, Zach McEwen, Nick Delorier. Either way, somebody who can come out there and be an enforcer on the ice for the Edmonton Oilers and just make it difficult to play against the Edmonton Oilers. And the final thing on the Edmonton Oilers wish list for Christmas. I don't know. I already messed it up. But the third thing is Jack Campbell's form. Gotta find it. 
Either way, the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks tonight. 7 o'clock puck drop at Rogers Place. The final game before Christmas. I hope everybody who's listened to this show, I really appreciate every single one of you. I know I just gave you a little bit of a tongue lashing, but I do it in love. I do do it in love. Either way, thank you so much so far this year for all of your continued support. My gift to you, I, thank you. It's, it's a massive thank you. It is a massive thank you because I wouldn't be here today without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for being here each and every day. And you guys are my gift. So I truly appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I hope you have a wonderful holidays, a wonderful Christmas. Whatever you celebrate, celebrate hard because you deserve it. All the best, everybody. I shall see you until after Christmas. I won't see you until Tuesday because I'm taking Boxing Day off. I'm watching Premier League soccer. I'm watching the World Juniors. I don't care. I'm taking the day off. So I shall see you on Tuesday. Until then, have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and play La Bamba, baby. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.